for offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Oh, boys and girls. It's finally here. It is time for the Pat and AJ 50th episode of the Podcactus Audiovisual Extravaganza. I don't know if that's what the hell we're calling it. I have no clue. It may not be Hawaii 5 but it's Arizona 5 <laughs> Nice. That was terrible. Where the fuck did that come from? Is that just how we're starting things? No, right. I was just thinking 5 and I'm like, what show do you watch? No, my mom watches Hawaii 5 Your mom? New one or old one? Because um, there's the new one. Now. I think she watches the new one. She like the new one? Yeah, she loves it. She was watching it while we were here. I wondered how, how uh, people, same thing with Magnum P.I. It was like two Hawaii shows that came back all of a sudden, and I wondered if people who were actually around for the originals, like your mom was around for them. I wondered if people who like fell in love with Tom Selleck as Magnum in um, you know nineteen eighty three still like the new Magnum PI, even though it's like a whole new cast, but same premise. I'm just so weirded out because those shows, like I watched Hawaii Five O when I was when she was visiting here, my mom. Yeah, and I watched it with her, and you know I've been to Hawaii very luckily three yeah. times now. Mm-hmm. It, there's just not that much crime on any of those islands. Mm. To me, I mean, it, I know it's I mean, just, there is. It's just not sexy well, crime. I know it's, it's just like, you know, the one episode, addictions and domestic violence, and that doesn't make for good primetime TV, The episode right? I watched with her was like a van full of inmates that like ran off the road and like the entire prison escaped from this bus. Yeah, that ain't happening. And that's what I said. I was like, no, I don't think so. Never happening. But it's in a beautiful place. There were people trying to escape the uh, prison when I was there just for uh, COVID concerns. There, <laughs> there were inmates trying to Crawl, crawl the wall in Hilo, like get where, me the fuck out of here. That's what I was going to ask. Where is the prison in Hawaii? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know like is the whole state, but I know there's one in Hilo. Okay. And I was spending my my one month sabbatical in Hawaii during February. I, ca- I can't imagine you'd need more than one prison on the Big Island. You'd be well, actually. What there are, there's a lot of um, ghost warrants, and what this is, and I learned this by reading the local papers, right? So when I was there, you read um, the papers. I read the papers. <laughs> Online, of course, because it's 2021. But in a lot of them, you see the bench warrants that get issued. Now, bench warrants, for folks who aren't too too hip to the scene, you get arrested for something, right? And then they release you, or not, uh, based on the severity of the crime. You are expected to show up to your court date. Now, if you do not, they issue a bench warrant. A bench warrant is from the bench. It's from the judge saying, I want this person in my courtroom because they already skipped out. So what you see is a bunch of people that get charged with crimes, and then they're tourists. So, so they, they leave. They just fucking leave. <laughs> like they do a night in jail, or they bail themselves out if it's a hundred dollars. You know, usually I'm just gonna throw a dart at the wall and say it's drunk and disorderly. Yeah. These are all like vacation shenanigans. So they're not going to extradite you from Tennessee back to Hawaii for a court date. They just never come back because most people, if you're doing a Hawaiian vacation, it's a once in a lifetime trip. So they'll go there. 
you happen to get caught they'll up in something. They'll go there, they'll fuck around, you and fuck then they'll around. leave. <laughs> and then, you know, the judge goes, here's all these bench warrants. And, like, I read the bench warrants, and they were for people in everywhere from Tennessee to Japan. Yeah. I mean, global. And I'm like, this is hilarious. These are all the tourists that got arrested and now have warrants here, and they'll never nope. come back. Nope. So there's crime in Hawaii, but just not, you know, it's just not sexy not enough crime for Hawaii. Crime. Crime. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, everyone, we're not in Hawaii, but we are feeling some humidity today for the first time in oh, a long time. Oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. Here in Arizona, live from the Sonoran Mountain Range, it is uh, the Pat and AJ 50th, 50th episode of our pod podcast, which means I have to hold on. I promised I'd wear my hat for this one. He got his new Stetson, uh, folks, from, so the, let me, um, from the Arizona hattery. Thank you very much. Is it called the Stallion? Is that what it's it says inside? It's a Stallion by Stetson. Ooh, stallion by Stetson. I'm a Stallion. You know, right? when you said you wanted a hat, I'm not going to lie, I thought that's... I just don't know if that's going to work out for yeah. you, but you, you don't, that hat doesn't wear you. You wear it. Like, it looks really good on you. There's things I've learned over the years, being an avid hat wearer. From goofy, like, rave hats in the 90s to baseball caps to legit, I'm going to freeze my ass off hats. You should have seen me pack, unpacking his hats before he got here. Cause a lot of hats. We got one of the moving pods yeah. before he got here, and one of them was full of his hats. And I'm talking, I mean, countless baseball caps, a couple of fedoras. Derbies. Um, derbies. You've got um, some Santa hats. Yeah. He also has an inordinate amount of tuxedo t-shirts. A lot of that, yeah. Like one well, in every color. You got to be fancy when you wear the, <laughs> the hat. No, uh, you have to, as a guy who's bought a lot of hats, you have to walk into a hat store, and yeah, the, the hat has to talk to you. You can't look, like, you can't see someone on, on TV and go, I want that hat. No. Because that's not your hat. That's no, their that's hat. that's their hat. That was like when, uh, remember Zach Brown, Zach Brown Band, he became known as the beanie guy. Yeah. Now he's like the top hat guy. I don't know what the hell Zach Brown band wear. Like Zach Brown wears. He does wear a top wears hat. Wears like, like, like a little top, almost like Slash from yeah. Guns N' Roses. But he became the beanie guy. And everyone started wearing beanies. And he realized not everyone looked as cool as like an unkempt Zach Brown with the beard and the beanie. You don't look as cool when you're like a nine to five guy. So you just got to figure out what it is. Yeah. I walked into the store and there's lots of hats and this one I spoke to me is a sun hat. So obviously it keeps the sun off you, which normally there's tons of sun for us to keep off our shoulders Not right now though. Cause it's monsoon but, season, but, but because we're filming, because this is the audio visual extravaganza, there's absolutely no sun behind us at all. I'm it's, so sorry. I got to tell so. you, man, I um, and I got a tweet. I was gonna, I started a tweet to him, and I forgot. Um, by the way, it, one of the problems I've realized I've encountered out here is if you have, like, chapstick or anything sticky, mm-hmm. like, little bugs will stick to you. Yeah. Like, I had a little bug stuck to my oh, lip because I have chapstick. And nice. there's a bug there, and there's bugs everywhere. Say, so you guys are going to watch us on, on camera now. Remember, so so this episode, I guess before we go any further, thank you for making it to 50 episodes yeah. with us. That's amazing. Um, we started this whole thing in the uh, wake of our broadcast career um, ending, and we didn't know if anyone would listen, and people are. So we're releasing this in the audio form, which you may be listening to right now on your Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon Alexa, whatever. Or uh, you are watching the video version, which is up on YouTube or Facebook or one of our video platforms. Listen, if this is something that the people want, I know. we Give will continue that. doing but it. But you'll fine. see us, what we normally do, because we, we record for the most part right now until we complete the studio inside. We record out here on our patio. And it's beautiful weather. 
Um, obviously not the first week we were here in Tucson. It's like 118 degrees. But uh, we do have flies, the famous Tucson flies. Oh, my God. There's fucking flies everywhere. And, and while we record, we famously are going like this. So if you see a lot of this. Yeah, there's and there's mosquitoes, which I'll probably be fl- sw- I don't know about those. I cannot attest to any mosquitoes. I think that is I'm a product. I'm scratching a bite right now. This is, this is a product of the AJ Fake News uh, because <laughs> I have not encountered mosquitoes, but she claims. Are you shitting me? Have you looked at our kid? He's eaten alive. Yeah, you two are uh, getting the Although I will say a couple of things. One thing uh, I got off track. This monsoon season thing is super cool because it looks just like it does in real life in the pictures where it's just this downpour over a yeah. certain area and then it blows over. Very, very isolated. Yeah, I've gotten in the last two days the coolest pictures. And I've been thinking of uh, our favorite weather guy, Ahmed Badgie, mm-hmm. back in Flint, Michigan. I got to tweet these pictures at him because they're just weather nerd pictures. But it's so cool because it's literally it's never like an all day rain. It's just a downpour yeah. and then it's gone. Um, but, and I already forgot what the next yeah. thing was I was going to say. Well, so. we, yeah, we had oh, some no. earlier. No, I got, I got it. Um, what? speaking of mosquito bites and people in the Midwest will absolutely appreciate this. I have found. Oh, the sucker thing. Sucker thing. We're it's, not talking about my ex-wife, folks. <laughs> no, hey. Um, I finally broke down and bought the bug bite thing, which is literally what it's called. Now, the bug what bite do you mean thing? finally broke down? Like, has this been technology that's been there and you just have not wanted to go into it? What do you mean you broke down? Or is this like a as seen on TV product totally, where, where yeah. you finally are like, fine, I'll try it. I don't remember where I first saw it. And I don't know how long it's been around, but I've seen, I've been targeted with it, with targeted ads on like okay. Instagram. And it's this little thing with two levers and you place it above a bug bite. It doesn't have to be a mosquito bite. It can be any bite that hurts or itches. Okay. Um, because they always say the, the pain and the itching is from the saliva from the insect in your body. It's not from the bite itself. So this thing, it almost looks like a corkscrew, and you put it on top of the bite, and then you, uh, <laughs> there was one See, on my this elbow. See, this is what I'm talking about. The, the video version of this is going to be well worth it. You put, well worth you it. put the bug bite thing on top of your bite, and you pull the lever up until you feel suction, and then you hold it. And basically, it sucks the insect saliva out of your bite. And like the bite is still there. Like I have one on my between my knuckles, but okay. it doesn't itch. Doesn't itch. And it's incredible. Okay. Because yesterday I started scratching this thing. I said, damn it, you know, on my hand, that's gonna drive me nuts all day. And then I used it and it works. So bug bite thing, I mean you can get them on Amazon and you can use them more than once. So, so where, they're pretty awesome. Yeah. So Amazon, was it five bucks, ten bucks, twenty uh, bucks? I think it was ten bucks for one. Ten bucks. And then you can get you can get like a two pack okay. too. But you use it more than once. So I don't really plan on getting another one until this one just stops. I working. feel like it's just a modified blackhead remover. Um, I guess it could be. Because when she had me do it to her because it was in some weird spot, I don't know. It was on my hand. Oh, I that's couldn't right. use both my hands. So I had to do it and you are just creating a suction yeah. and just like Sucking so I feel like it could be for pores. And- see now I want to do it like on your nose because you have a lot of blackheads. I oh, want to see if it works. Thanks. <laughs> That's why we're actually doing the audio video version so that, you can look at my blackheads. That was one of our biggest YouTube videos at our old radio station. Oh, that's was right, the blackhead, the, uh, blackhead removal. removal. We use some sort of DIY quality content, oh, getting all the hits. Such trash. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I managed to zoom in and you could see all your little blackheads on the the extraction tape, and it was kind what of was gross. that? Was it Jello or something? was some sort of baking item. Like I said, it was total DIY. It wasn't like a product. It was just, hey, use this concoction and... Just some bullshit you saw. Yeah. Just like how you learned how to uh, clean your dishwasher 
filter based off TikTok. Yeah, but it freaking worked. So you know, our dishwasher. There's still magic clean, in that. The there, internet. There I tell you, magic in that. Them, their internet. Not in this nonsense. No. By the way, speaking of the magic in the internet, settling into the new house here in Oro Valley, Arizona, and it's not even the first month we've been here. What I mean, because today is July first, right? Happy yeah. Bobby Bonilla Day, by the way, everyone. Thank you very much. Um, today's look, July first. Tomorrow, so we got here on the 13th? Yeah. So we've been here about, what, two weeks? Two and a half, three? three? And a half, it's closer to three. Okay. So we're getting um, ready with our all of our bills from that first month of all of us being here, right? Because yeah. the home's going to run differently when everyone's here. AJ was first set up out here in Arizona by herself, then with by her mom. But the, everything, your energy, your food, your internet. Oh, my God. The food bill. Like, I just... <laughs> I am I I I don't know how to deal. Like I got used to just buying for myself and there wasn't a lot of food in the house and now I'm spending like $150 at the grocery store. I'm like this isn't going to last 3 days. So I got a email from our internet provider. And of course this is our first I think full cycle with them as well. And they emailed me to let Uh-oh. me know that we had hit 75%. Oh shit. Of our data usage. Um, now, what's funny about that is that, one, it was like on the 29th that they emailed me. So I'm like, well, the month's over in two days. So I don't care. Does it go from like the first, though? But I appreciate you guys telling me. Secondly, it just makes me go, oh, shit, do we need more of that there internet? That's what they're doing is they're trying to get you to buy more. But I don't think you can buy more. This is not about your speeds. This is about how much we're using. Like, they're like, we're allowed like 1.2 terabytes of some shit, and we've used almost all of it. And this is like the first month that we're all here, like, as mom, dad, and it's just, you know, funny shit when you get well, into a I'm, new house. I'm you know? working from home now, so that's, that's yeah. going to use Congratulate up Congratulate everyone. By the way, it's, I want to give a shout out not only to AJ, but to Julie who hit us up on the uh, Instagram, on the old IG. So it was on Instagram. Julie, I kept asking. He read me your message, and I kept saying, where is this? I want to reply. And he goes, it's in the email. No, it's on Facebook, and I couldn't so find there's, it. There's too many goddamn socials. Okay, when you, keep up it's with. on Instagram. I will reply to you. Um, I already did to Julie, but you can oh. do do one as well. But uh, Julie, too, got a hold of us on the Pat and AJ podcast. Instagram, talking about how she's like AJ, you know, uh, at that uh, midpoint way of life, and you're l- kind of leaving one career behind and going into a new one, and you're unsure of yourself, but you're excited. And uh, as, as much as AJ is going through it, people like Julie are going through it. I'm sure someone listening right now. You're going through I it. I feel you right but here. But I think AJ's almost back to employed, everyone. I think she's, like, you have some official, I mean, not, nothing we're going to talk about here, but, like, these are, like, official show up at a certain time type jobs. Well, virtually. Yeah, well, you still, <laughs> but you have, you are I, expected yeah. to be somewhere. I start, Your presence yeah. is expected somewhere. I start training next week. I am so afraid that I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> really bad i'm so afraid you have no idea like it just i just feel like there's so much riding on this and i i don't want to blow it so what is it just the anxiety of a new um industry because not even really a new industry but no. it's just a really different role for you it's it's a yeah. writing role yeah so you have transitioned in the radio world yeah so. you have transitioned out of the talent world out of all that 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 shit and this is much more of a a news type thing where you write. So is it 
anxiety based around that or is it anxiety about just going back into the workplace after being laid off? Is it anxiety about going back into the workplace after the pandemic? You haven't really been anywhere since, uh, you yeah, know. but I'm still not physically going anywhere. But still, you're part of a system then. I you know am what part I'm of saying? a system, but like, they're all like, on the East Coast. So. You're part of something. I'm, so what do you think it is? I don't know. I have anxiety about, you know, training to do something new. I don't want to mess it up. Mm-hmm. I want to do it well. And I'm also, I'm, I'm oddly anxious about the hours because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on call and there could be like overnights and, and, and we're talking a time change too. That's the part that freaks me out Yeah, is that, you know, my day could start again at like 5 a.m. when it's 8 a.m. on the East coast. So I don't know. I'm just, and you're in like the Arizona, no time zone land. So, you I mean, know. it's kind of nice here because the sun, and I know this because our asshole cats who I'm looking at <laughs> right now okay. in the catio, of right course there. they're in the catio looking at us. Um, we should show everybody the catio before we wrap this up. Um, but That's the bonus footage. Bonus footage is the it's catio. Bonus um, but All the way at the end, watch through the credits. Because our asshole cats wake me up at like four for food and they don't shut up till I feed them. Yeah. So the sun actually does come up here before five. Yeah. So there isn't a lot of night time. They did mention a few overnights, which I'm desperately afraid of because... I could barely swing those when I, I was 24. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't worked an overnight shift in anything. But I think it'll help. I, I don't know. It's either going to help or it's going to hinder that I'm at home. I'm not sure. I've got so, to I figure mean, but, out how to do this. Yeah, so this is what I was, and, and this I've heard is a, is a real thing, and, and maybe you can help us out on this. But um, AJ is now this work from home, full time, forever employee yeah this is your chosen career and the way it's happening is you're going to work from home not like our old career where we were working from home just because of the pandemic and everyone was trying to figure out a way to get back into the workplace yeah so um for people who are now working from home right you've 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 come home this is your new workplace how have you figured out a system to let everyone know around you when you're in work mode versus not work mode. And maybe this is easier for some people who are like traditional nine to fivers because AJ is a writer, right? So it's a lot of freelance work. And there's sometimes when she has her laptop out and it's because she's looking at Facebook and she's showing me memes about cats and I can make jokes with her. Then other times she has her laptop out and she's doing like serious shit and she's on a deadline. I have told you this a million times. 99% 99% of the time, if I am on my laptop, I am working. I don't scroll Facebook on my laptop. Do I have it open sometimes? Yes, but I don't. I'm working. I use my laptop for work. I don't just scroll Because, for like, she started this week for the first time where she started giving myself and our son kind of shit about, you guys need to be quiet or just leave me alone because I'm doing work over here. And it was that, like, first moment. I mean, it was funny. It was nothing serious. But it was that first moment where I go, oh, shit. Like, if she's really now going to have this work from home, like, I clock in from this time to that time, I'm like, we almost need to start learning how to respect her time and space and like it's it's going to be an adjustment. I you did know? feel bad because like I had to tell our son, and it's hard right now because I don't have a dedicated space for it. Yeah, we're just yeah, and putting we're, the house together. We're also kind of all over the place. Like he's our son isn't hanging out in his room because he didn't have a TV in there. Now yeah. he's hanging out in ours. And and once we get everything settled and get the office set up that'll be a lot easier to go in there and shut the door and be like go away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like the other day, our son came up to me and. I feel bad because when you're writing 
and the mood strikes you, you sit down and write. Yeah. If you are not in the mood to write, you can't. It's it's not you even just stare at a blank screen yeah. for hours. Like yeah. you you learn to figure out like okay, this isn't the time. But I was in a mode, and I was writing, and I was trying to get this piece done, and our son came up to me and started talking to me about Mortal Kombat. And I, I looked at him and And then said, instantaneously, her article about Putin became an article about Mortal Kombat. She started <laughs> writing about how Putin now has Mortal Kombat KGB officers. I just felt so bad because I had to tell him, like, dude, I, I need, you got to give me a few minutes. Like, yeah. I don't. I just need that. We got to get the office done so I can be in there when I'm training and getting stuff. Yeah. I, that's that's just got to happen by next week. There is an old friend, really of ours, but we haven't talked to him in a long time. But um, he was kind of a pioneer in the work from home uh, realm era. Who's this? A uh, guy named Will. We worked with Milwaukee. Yes. He's a program director somewhere in Florida now. I think he's in is Miami. Is it Miami, Orlando, one of those? Tampa? One of those sexy Florida towns. Not a non-sexy one like Jacksonville. He's, a, <laughs> he's in like one of the sexy ones. But he was working from home, and I remember him talking about how he had to tell friends and even people he was dating, um, like about, look, I know you think I'm just at home hanging out, yeah. and you want to come over and just chill, but I'm actually doing, and it also didn't help that it's radio too, so there's music, and yeah. the, it seems a lot more fun on the surface. Um, well, I got, you know, I, unfortunately, I got in a fight with one of my best friends over the pandemic, and one of the things she pulled out of her back pocket was, she's one of those people who doesn't think people who are working from home are doing anything. Okay. And she kind of used that as ammo against me. And I'm like, you know, basically insinuating, I haven't worked in a year and a half. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like, right. there are a lot of people who think that if you're at home, you're not actually doing anything. Get and now I, I saw a tweet the other day that just, I have been saying this for a long time because when we worked at the radio station, our GM was very hell bent on getting everybody back to the building yes. as soon as possible. The corporate office was very forward thinking and they were Pro- they they had one idea in mind, but I think on the ground level, they were probably a lot more general managers like ours who were thinking, I need these fucking people back. Yeah, I in need to this see building. them. I need to know that. I mean, yes. it's, it, unfortunately, it's a lot of I have to see you working. Yeah. Which yeah, is ridiculous. I have to justify why I'm paying yeah, you minimum wage. Which yes. is so old school and ridiculous because we all got our work done. Yeah. But I just saw a tweet the other day that said, is the reason that, I mean, there's a lot of CEOs coming out now talking about why it's important to get people back to work physically. I mean, I know. And they said, they said is it because, honest to God, if, if we continue to let people work from home, because we've proved that we can almost all do it. Yeah. Is it because there will be a crash in commercial real estate? All of these buildings will be empty. Think about that. Well, no, there's definitely a lot of real estate involved, but I think there is, the, and I don't know the exact name for it, and there's probably some someone who works in corporate America listening that does. There's um, a name for, like, it's called spontaneous ideas or spontaneous. That's what they say you really do in some industries. Obviously, if you're a CPA, you work with fucking numbers. Yeah. How much creativity is there really in your job? You can crunch numbers wherever you live. Well, and I've seen people say that. They're like, you know, we need yeah. the socialization and it creates creativity. But I will stuff. say in some like a marketing firm, an advertising agency, any kind of change. I mean, there are certain industries where 
that that spontaneous i you said one thing and i heard it and i thought of this and that's going to lead to that and this becomes that idea i get that i'm not quite sure it's a total conspiracy about the real estate but that would a be a big deal no though. that'd be a big deal i don't think it's a conspiracy but i think it's part of it i really do because like i made that joke right before we got fired yeah. i said hey Look, we can all work from home. Uh, why don't y'all sell the building and save some money, and we can yeah. all still do our jobs? And they, hardy, har, har, you're fired. You know, like that's kind of how it went down. And I, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory, but I also believe that a lot of people work better from home. Like everybody works differently, and if a person works better from home, let them work from home. Like the second they stop working or they start missing deadlines yeah. or, or screwing up. Then they're gone. Yeah, again, you it know? all depends you, on you like say, what you, you do. You got to come mean, back in person. If you're a home builder, there's no working from home. And exactly, you're yeah. a police officer, firefighter. There's no working from home. If you're, I mean, whatever, a, a, a nightclub promoter, a DJ, a healthcare I mean, provider, healthcare yeah. provider. I mean, for for years, and we've talked about this for years. I supplemented a lot of my income working in the nightclub industry, as both a DJ, a promoter, all types of things, MC. And that income, like, that has to be face-to-face, man. Like, I used to depend on that money, and that money's been gone. So stuff like that. Like, I understand there are certain industries you can never yeah. do from home. But you're right. There there definitely are. If you're a CPA and all you do, numbers. You send me numbers. I punch in numbers. I give you numbers back. Yeah, why not do that well, in your pajamas? I know that um, that was an issue for my sister because she works um, in accounting for the city of Milwaukee. Perfect example. And she kept saying, well, I." she was like, there were like three employees in her department that they were mm-hmm. the only ones who had to f- keep physically coming in for work during the pandemic. And she kept saying, well, all we do is crunch numbers all day. And they said, yeah, but you deal with like physical checks from people from the city. Oh, so people are like paying. Them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like if you're the person, yeah, you're the person. You go they're pay. like, we can't send you home with checks from Milwaukee citizens. A and, lot of things from home. You can't, yeah. you, you cannot pay the uh, tax man. Well, I work really well from mm-hmm. home because I do feel like I'm covering all my bases and I don't, intend on going anywhere speaking of home here on this 50th podcast audio visual extravaganza thank you for watching and listening uh more things to do from home this summer and it's all from uh, an app do we even need the movies as the fucking smuggest old black man public persona that i hate this kid's on tv pull your pants up black people i was on tv in the 80s i can talk down to you because i had a successful sitcom yeah it was great women bill cosby so kind of brings you down a couple notches i don't curse on stage but yeah you're a rapist so Take you saying lots of motherfuckers on Bill Cosby himself if you weren't a rapist. For the most part, it's fucking public Teflon image. I've done this bit on stage and people don't believe people think I'm making it up. I'm like, Bill Cosby did a lot of rape allegations. No, you them. That shit is upsetting. If you didn't know about it, trust me. If you leave here, Google Bill Cosby rape. <laughs> Bitch about Cosby. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, 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 hey. If that's not the first thing that Cosby said when he walked out of prison. Hey, 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 hey. And everyone thinks I'm an asshole until you right now bring up the YouTube video of him walking into the courtroom during his rape trial and he does shtick. He's being walked. He's like, 
Oh my god. <laughs> this guy is such a pig and he's, he's the equivalent free. of an old man who doesn't have any fucking clue no. the severity of what's happening. Hey everyone, uh you wanted Britney Freed? Well, all we could do is getting Bill Cosby out of jail on rape charges. I'm Holy sorry. Holy shit, talk about the headline I was not expecting to see. I mean, come on. What the hell happened? <laughs> How did this go wrong? And not only that, not only did Britney not go free because right. uh, the judge ruled against it. That, and it all happened on the same day. What the fuck, man? People what? ask me, they go, Pat, how come you don't believe in a higher power? I go, you know, because, because it's Bill an Bill Cosby odd. just walked out of jail and Britney Spears is still because under conservatorship. That's why. I believe if there is a intelligent power looking out over all this, that's an odd chess game you're playing there, pal. What? the hell happened yesterday uh bill cosby's out of jail because he had a deal uh, not to go to jail this is what happens when you're rich and famous and you have lawyers that cut deals with this by the way the district attorney who was the um uh, prosecutor who cut this deal went on to retire from his position you may know him because he represented the president in one of his two impeachment trials um classy folks not the current one last last one other one so this was something what a resume (laughs) that was pounded by the causes lawyers that a deposition in which he tells you how he does it oh yeah it's the oj it's the oj if i did it if i did it here's how here's how i did it it's him going women came over i'd slip them some kind of a pill, this is back in the 70s, so Jesus Christ, I mean, those are old school pills. These days, we'd say a Xanax, right? Yeah. Oh, you put a Xanax in a drink. Who the hell knew what those things were back in the 70s? Back then, right? <laughs> uh, and then, you know, he would sexually assault these women when they were under the influence. Now, this deposition came about during a civil trial, and in the manner in which it was attained, it was under the premise Ugh. That it would not be used for criminal prosecution. Otherwise, I mean, it, you would probably say, why the fuck would anyone sit why down? Why would I tell and, you how I did it yes. if it's going to be used against me? Right. So they said it's not going to be used against They said, you. don't worry, this is just for your civil. And I mean, civil to rich people is fine. You pay problems to go away. Yeah. That's what well, rich, that's people, what rich do. people do. That's what corporations do, right? Um, and then, of course, years later, you have a change in district attorneys. You have a change, really, in culture. In our country, um, you have a Me Too movement. You have a renewed interest in Bill Cosby, thanks to Hannibal Burris, which, by the way, he's a fantastic comedian. Please, he's great, yeah. No Hannibal for something more than just being the guy who reminded everyone that Bill Cosby is a rapist. We saw him live at uh, Bonnaroo, and he's fabulous. So he's so funny. Chicago into. Um, but this was kind of always out there, and then it was like this moment happened where you have this new district attorney. It's like, we're taking the cause down. You have a victim who was still within the statute of limitations. Now, that was the other problem, by the way. The cause has, I think, like 80 accusers. I think it's 60. But 60. That's still, it's still fucking more than one. still way more than you, there you should be. You shouldn't have one. You know how many rape accusations I've had so far? Zero. Zero. I've gone 43 <laughs> years with zero. You should not have any. So he has whatever, 60, 80, 50, whatever they are. All of them are Too from, many. you know, all of them are outside the statute of limitations. And there's this one that isn't. So they go all in on this one. They end up using all of this deposition material. They get the conviction. The cause gets 10 years. Never flinches, by the way. He did the Trump. He never admitted any guilt. No. 
he the whole time said this was on the up and up. This was what they this is part of the deal. This is what you did. Right? So he never never retreated at all. And two years into his ten year sentence, uh the Pennsylvania Supreme Court goes ahead and overturns his conviction. It's basically saying they weren't supposed to use that yes. against him, and they did, and Saying, that was against the and deal. The premise of it, and I'll admit, the premise of it, yeah, if you make a deal with any kind of a government, right? Because that's what a district attorney yeah. is. A, a DA, by the way, is a powerful. If you did not know how powerful your local district attorney is, you just found out. A local district attorney that was probably elected because people just vote along party lines, no one fucking cares anymore, but. That guy literally just let a rapist off scot-free because he has that power. People, I don't think, know how much a DA can choose to not charge well, you, you or charge got, you. You got a gung-gung, you guys. You got to watch, yeah, you watch, watch some law and order, order dude, because these DAs are very <laughs> yeah, powerful They hold people. a lot of cards. And you're seeing it in, in this case. And I get that. If you make a deal with a DA, with the police. Yes, it is. They it, should hold up their... This would on be, paper... It's pretty fucked up that they said, don't worry, this won't be used against you in court. And then, oops, just kidding, we're going to, like, that's pretty yeah. messed up, especially when it comes to the law. Because you sign stuff saying, okay, right? we agree to this. So, aside from all the horrible things he did, that's pretty messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's fucked up because then you could think, like, if you have an informant in a, yeah. a drug case who you have, they, you know, whatever, they're making... They're a drug addict, and they're making drug buys for you, and say, don't worry, you help us put this guy away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, by the way, we're going to arrest you. Just kidding. You know, they go, oh, hold on. So I get that part of it, but then there's this- Doesn't make it okay. There's a human aspect of it. There's a human side of it um, that is so much larger, and it sucks because the law does not have emotion. No. It just doesn't. The law is there to be obeyed, disobeyed, and interpreted. And That's I, it. You know, I know it's cheesy, but- that's why I like Law and Order because not every episode ends up the way it should, and a lot of times you walk away from the show with kind of an empty feeling, like, "Well, that sucks," but it is—it's the law. That happened this morning. I was watching Law and Order. Uh, oh, with, the episode you were watching today? Yeah, with uh, the kid, and a dad kills a guy who killed his daughter, and of course, then it's that yeah. that dad now goes on trial. Yeah. And he's trying to get out by saying, I was whatever, emotionally oh, yeah. distressed, whatever. And my son, as we're watching it, waiting for the jury to come back, he's like, not guilty. Dad, that guy should not be guilty. No, he shouldn't. He, because that guy killed his daughter. And I'm like, I bet you he's guilty. He's guilty. And yeah. sure as shit, they, they convicted him. But, I mean, Tung so, gong. you know, but unfortunately, there. let's, I mean, you take this on a human level. Yeah. This is a person of great influence, great power. Great privilege. There are still a lot of people out there vouching for him. Who has... Hashtag Felicia oh Rashad. Oh, my God. What a coward. She turned... You can't comment yeah. on her tweets unless yeah. you follow her and she follows, follows you. you. Yeah. What a fucking coward. I'm like, you talk a lot of shit and you're not taking any back. But I mean, Felicia like, Rashad, uh, not only Mrs. Cosby, um, uh, but she's the dean of the fine arts program at Howard. And one... Way to break up the tension. <laughs> Damn it, Felicia. <laughs> they had the school had to come in and kind of say, hey, we um, don't exactly think she was being sensitive in her tweet because she, she basically, she like did a whole glory, glory, hallelujah. Yeah. You know, the cause is out. I told you, I told you. And you know what this does though? 
And this is, and she tried to back walk it and everyone oh, else. She sucks at it. <laughs> but what this really does is, what a fucking kick in the ass to any woman who's ever had the balls to get up and report being sexually assaulted, whether it's as as uh, uh, minor, which not none of it's minor, no. right? But if it's as minor as someone grabbing your butt, something as as horrific as being raped. And drugged like Bill Cosby did to all these women. I don't ever want to hear it again as to why women don't come forward. I was going to say, don't if you ever it, fucking really wanted to know... Why women don't come forward? I mean, look at this. And, 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 and you know, this is also... I was talking with my friends about this, and I'm not quite sure the, the, the profile on all. But you also want to talk about a demographic that really needs to be uh, helped and advocated for. It's women of color. Yeah. Because women of color, oh, yeah. if you want to do a crime and get away with it, you have a woman of color be your victim because apparently then no one fucking cares. Didn't they? Well, if you're murdered or raped or assaulted, you know, we shelve you to the back if you're oh, a woman of color. It was We were watching a Dateline last weekend, yeah. and it's about an unsolved case in Chicago. And the this guy, blatantly, white guy who's been studying yeah. these trends for years, literally came out and said, the only person you could kill... And they would care less about it than a black man is a black woman. Black woman, yeah. And I Absolutely. almost fell out Absolutely. of my chair. Like, he's been studying this for decades. And yeah. he's like, that's just the way it is. These these things go unsolved for black women because nobody cares. It's awful. And and not saying that not all of Cosby's accusers were, you know, all women of color. Um, but there definitely were some in there. And so you combo. Let, let me tell you something right now. I and And I feel for you, anybody who has racist relatives. Because there's no changing that. But one of the things I have seen, and I'm not going to name who it is, but you know who it is. Mm -hmm. One of my close male relatives has no faith in black women for anything. Mm -hmm. And he's never had it. And he just talks so negatively. And I don't even think he knows a black woman. I really don't. I don't even think he could say, but I have a friend who's a black woman. He doesn't even have that. But like his attitude towards women of color is so bad. And I look at that and say, that's pretty common, unfortunately. Like, that's why these things happen. Yeah, I when I was uh, completing my master's degree at Fordham University, um, I interacted uh, really with a lot of men, women. I, mean, I was not a lot of men in that program, um, but a lot of uh, minority women. And you would hear this this sentiment over and over about how, you have to watch everything. Otherwise, you become the angry black woman. Oh and you have God. to work. To, and, you know, I learned it's about. so awful. I learned about how black women are prescribed painkillers at a lower rate than any other demographic because yeah. doctors don't believe that they have pain. And they don't trust that they're going to take it yeah. without <laughs> abusing it. I mean, it's, it's the same story with uh, women of color and birth rates. Yes, I, I, yeah. a, the a, fatality or the mortality rate. Mortality yeah. rate yeah. is higher for black women yeah. and their children than any other race because they don't get the aftercare they need. Like, what the hell? Are, so, what is this? So you already have a marginalized population, and then you are, and on top of that, you have a crime that is um, really evolved over the past forty years. I mean, we watch episodes of The Love Boat from 1979 during dinner sometimes that I think would get some people fucking arrested. Okay? Dude, the one we watched last night, 
we were two seconds away from a guy touching a little boy. What is happening? And we looked at each other like, oh my God, they're going to do it. And they but, didn't. But still, I mean, that was, that was from the 70s. Society's attitudes have changed over the years. And the Me Too movement was such a, a lightning strike. And you felt like Bill Cosby was one of the movement's rightful first victims. Yeah. We have Harvey Weinstein, which is first another of all, one. Let's not call him a victim. No, no, he's well, not. Yeah, but I, no. I know what you mean. Targets. What he, he was, was a target, there yeah. or trophy. How about that trophy? Right? Because what do you do? You hunt you something make an down example of them, and yeah. then you make it a trophy on your wall. So Cosby, along with Weinstein and had it gone through um uh, who's the the one who didn't hang himself? Epstein. Uh, Epstein. Those guys. You know, they were like the early trophies of the movement. Yeah. Of we're holding people accountable. And no matter who you are and how much money and power and influence you have, we're going to get you. So Epstein, we all know what happened there. Uh, Weinstein, he's he's done forever. I mean, he's Good. locked up in New York. They're hauling him away to do more charges in California. That old man, he's he's done. Good. And then there was Cosby, who was, all right, well, he's 83, or he was 81 at the time, I think. He'll do 10 years. That'll, you know, hopefully, I think most people probably hoped he'd die in jail. Yeah. Right? And um, it's just, you never have a trophy come back to life when you're a hunter of a of an African safari. No. You never have that 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 lion that you slayed come back to life and jump out the window. Yeah. And that happened in this case. And it feels so fucking unfair, unmoral, unethical. And it is. And and unfortunately it is what it is. It's the law. And like we said. Well, it's not even the law. It's just a deal. It's, it's just a deal. A deal. It's, it's a deal and that again, was made like, by yeah. an elected representative. An elected representative. I still want to know why we elect lawmakers like that. Yeah. Like, and I, I know, you know, politicians make laws and all that stuff. But, like, the fact that we, we elect DAs and sheriffs and stuff is still just beyond me. I don't get it. So, you know, this, that was a deal made. And I mean, it, 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 it sucks and it's so dissatis- disheartening. And I just don't want anyone, especially a woman. I, I don't know what it's like, man. It sucks. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, I say. I, was, I saw a conversation go down on Facebook the other day about um, hi- women hiking in Arizona and what forms of protection women take with them. There are some women who hike with guns. Yeah. And one guy finally jumped in and said, man, I had no idea. Yeah. And like we are we are very much taught from a young age to protect yourself yeah. from crazy over sexualized men. Yeah. And that's just so normal to which, us. Which again, we never bother to tell men to no. stop being fucking assholes. No, it's our fault. Right. We, we have to defend ourselves. And you like, guys can do whatever you want. That's what I was telling my friends the other day when this Cosby shit was going down. I said, I'm fucking tired of hearing that one in four women have been sexually assaulted, yet I can't seem to find one fucking guy around me. Who has sexually, sexually assaulted, assaulted him? So because we, nobody is held accountable. So we need men. One, we need to do a, 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 a better job of rooting out these motherfuckers in our circles and outing them. And yes, we need people to be to be held accountable. But when you have things like this happening, how can you blame someone for then saying this is the reason why I didn't get on the stand and tell everyone my business um, in front of my mom and my grandma and the whole fucking world? Something I've always been meaning to get straight. Tony calls Christopher his nephew, yet sometimes you refer to them as cousins. Yeah. All right, see, Chrissy's not Tony's nephew. Chrissy's Carmela's cousin. She was first cousin to Dickie Moltisanti, Chrissy's dad. 
But he was always kind of like a big brother to Tony. Biggie. So Tony calls Christy his nephew. It's an Italian thing. Okay. Although technically Tony and Christy are cousins. Joanne Blundetto, Christy's mom, is Tony's cousin on his mother's side. But like way back. In the old country or something. AJ loves the movies. Hell yeah, man. Been dying to go to the movies. That's all I missed during the pandemic was going to the movies. I mean, she loves doing everything from home, working from home, socializing from home, all that, the podcasting from home. No, I got to go to the movies. Except this became an easy decision for us to stay at home because it was never in the movies anyways when it used to be around. The Many Saints of Newark is coming not only to a theater near you, but streaming on the ever-popular HBO Max. This October. Uh, Yeah. uh, October 1st, right? The Many Saints of Newark, by the way, is the Sopranos movie. It is the Sopranos prequel. Sopranos, the greatest television show of all time, arguably. I mean, listed by many people. I agree with that. AJ agrees with that. It's also, I would say, what really made the industry say, boy, cable TV can be something. That was one of the first shows that was specifically on cable that like people started to talk about. And I I can guarantee people went out and got, was it HBO? Was it always on HBO? It was always on HBO. People probably went out and got HBO. Oh, man. And and like that's when you had to to buy it, right? You're paying $12.99 a month, your cable provider, and you got one HBO. You got one. You got one. You got one (laughs) for that one show. Um, So, but The Sopranos cannot even, we we can't state the, the importance of this television show to so many things. Um, especially now, I don't even think network TV gets nominated for awards. No, I don't even listen. Cable TV barely gets nominated. Now it's all the apps. It's all very weird. I'll admit it. I think it's all a little strange. So the Sopranos ran exclusively on HBO and there was always a uh, talk after the show ended because it was a show that HBO, if they could, would have kept it going till today. It made because it made them that much money. That much. It was that much of a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, you know, um, the creator David Chase wanted to end it earlier than they let him. I think he wanted five seasons. You can tell too, and they <laughs> made the him <laughs> really kind of stretch it out. But after that, there was always this rumbling of a movie. And we all know the fame Sopranos ending. Did Tony die? Did he it's not die? Very open ended, and it, and I think David Chase have, has never. I mean, he's slipped. Has, has he slipped anything? He's out? slipped a few times where he's alluded that it, that Tony's dead. But in, but I also think he wants people to just think what they want. He's think. an artist. Yeah. He's very much a you. What do you think? What do yeah. you think? It's your thing. So we were always wondering, like, are we going to do a movie? Are we going to see? Did Tony really die? Is this the world? After Tony Soprano, and then we all said, but would we go see a Sopranos movie without Tony Soprano yeah, in it? Yeah, because then James Gandolfini died in real life, and then it was like, oh, shit. Well, and, <laughs> and then that's really where I was going, was this movie was the talk of lore up until James Gandolfini died. Now, when he passed away suddenly, it kind of, for lack of a better term. It closed the it closed the book on that one. It was the nail we in the thought. it was the nail in the coffin for any kind of movie we thought, which a lot of us, myself included, thought was a good idea. I did not want to see what happened 
to the crew without Tony. After the onion rings. Whether it included Tony or not. Yeah. I, I, I thought the show ended how it ended, and that was fine. I didn't need a movie, because I said... You didn't want to see Carm end up with Furio. Yeah, like, like I'm just... There's nothing that I said. It's like, the movie's just going to want me going to make me want to see another movie. Yeah. Like, because it was a TV show. So I was fine with the movie never happening. James Gandolfini passes away. David Chase really kind of fades off into the background. All the Sopranos guys are, sadly, a lot of them passed away. Yeah. Um, some of them are still out there to this day making a dollar based off their time. Oh, um, you can tell. That they, show. they are, um, some of them are making that money stretch because they're not doing a thing. Yeah. Um, Good for them. But this movie... The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, I'm so excited. Is a Sopranos prequel. Prequel. Brilliant. And it is produced and co-written by the creator, David Chase. There which, you go. If he was not involved, I don't think any of us nope. would be interested no, in No, you can't touch the Sopranos without David Chase. Because it's his story. I mean, I mean, if, if you don't know the actual original pitch for it, David Chase, it, it was supposed to be a movie. And it was supposed to be a movie... Uh, that was just about Tony and his mom, and he couldn't get that. No one would make that movie. Yeah. They turned it into a TV show that went on forever. Uh, the Many Saints of Newark is basically going to show you... Tony's upbringing. How Tony, Anthony... Anthony. ...became the mob boss. Anthony and, Soprano. Um, and the trailer came out this past week. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. It's amazing. AJ, Pat, Pat didn't know... That the kid who plays young Tony is James Gandolfini's son. Yeah, so that's Michael Gandolfini. I, I knew that because I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. And, I, you know, I always said, man, you know, if they ever did anything, he could be it. He looks just like him. And they did. And and something. So this, by the way, the trailer, which is, I love the internet. Thank you, internet. Thank you, internet. Thank you, internet. Thank you, internet. Because they've already dissected the trailer Six Ways from Sunday. I mean, there's a guy who I think wrote his college thesis yeah. about the final scene in The Sopranos, because and he breaks it down over like 40 pages. Yeah. Um, the first time we see a young Tony Soprano in the trailer, Michael Gandolfini playing him, he's standing where? Oh, I can't remember. I've seen it twice, too. Yeah. He's standing in the diner where they got the onion <gasps> rings. So the last time we saw Tony. Oh, that's what, and that's the first time we see Tony. And that's the first Tony. time oh you see, God. right. And this is the kind of David Chase shit. And they said David Chase was legendary as a pain in the ass over little details like yeah. that. That he would make them, one was about the famous episode where they shot in the woods with the Russian. Yep. And they wanted to shoot it at, in some random woods in Vermont. Polly and Christopher, isn't it? Running through the yeah, woods? Yeah. yeah. And literally, David, David Chase made them go out of their way to shoot in the woods in Jersey. Because he goes, no, the woods in Jersey are different than the woods in Vermont. It's true. And that's the kind of neuro, you know, neurotic shit that he's into. So it's, little things like, oh, yeah. put little Tony in the onion ring shop because that's where we want everyone to see him for the first because time. Because he knows there are people out there who will dissect every scene. So he wants to make sure his bases are covered. Good for him. So the trailer shows us that. Anthony is raised mainly by Dickie. And Dickie... Dickie Moltisanti. ...is the fictional Christopher Moltisanti's father, who is talked about so often in the original series. And Dickie Moltisanti is Carm's cousin. cousin. Yes. Okay. 
Because she calls, um, she calls Christopher. Yes. She calls him her cousin. And well, but technically, then he would be her second. So cousin. the reason why Tony considers Christopher like a, like his nephew is because of Dicky, his father. Okay. Because Dicky was pretty much a big brother to Tony. Gotcha. This is the guy, Dicky Maltasanti. Uh, who brings a young Anthony Soprano into the organized crime world and says, who needs high school? Who needs college? Well, yeah. You can help us do this and have a better life. There's a great scene in the trailer where Ray Liotta, who is playing who? Ray Liotta is playing Hollywood Dick, who is Dickie Moltisanti's dad, so that would be Christopher's grandfather. The, he, there's she, a, by the way, shit her pants when Ray Liotta showed oh, up on. How can you not? She literally jumped a little bit. Fucking Ray Liotta, She's man. like, Ray Liotta. I've had a crush on Ray Liotta since I was like 10. I mean, come on. No, but there's a great scene in the trailer where, you know, Ray Liotta is talking to Dickie Moltisanti and says, the best thing you can do is leave your nephew alone. Yeah. Like, stay away from him and let him do his thing, which obviously didn't happen. Uh, you also have the mom now, and and this is the hard part because Livia Soprano is so important to everything of, about Tony. About yeah. Tony, what he is, who he is, not only as an adult as a child, and the fact that it was played to genius in the original. You want to see how the mom is played. In this version. I'm having a hard time with it because she's played by Vera Farmiga. And she's from Bates Motel. She's from Bates Motel. She's also from all the Conjuring movies. Okay. So I'm getting to a point with her where that's all I see is her from the Conjuring. You know her. Yeah, yeah. She was in, um, oh my God, what was that super long movie about the Boston mob? Oh, uh, The Departed, yeah. Who did she play in that? Oh, she was the the girlfriend, I I think. I could be totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's her. Well, that's a that's a big role. People were saying that, you know. Oh, no, she's an amazing actress. It's just, like, the next Conjuring movie is coming out now. So when I saw her sitting there as Livia Soprano, I was like, I don't, I don't know about that. Um, she, she played Norman Bates' mom. So yeah. if you can play Norman Bates' mom, you can probably do Tony I, Soprano. I think she pulls off the disdain for him, even just in the trailer. Like, at there one is, point, yeah. the t- there's a teacher saying, like, he's gifted. He just Hold doesn't on, apply let me, himself. Let me get the uh, line here. <laughs> Told by a guidance counselor, her school struggling son has a high IQ. Livia stiffens. She goes, you can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. She says before snorting about his leadership potential, yep. um, which is something that is funny that they immediately play into. Right. There's this this overdub of this student has a high IQ and he has leadership potential. And so you immediately get that sense of and I think a lot of us say this about big criminals is if they went straight, they'd be so successful. Amazing, yeah. Like El Chapo, if you could, you know, you could organize your skills on something. Yeah, if you could organize your cartel, you can organize a corporation. Right. Uh, Tony Soprano. I mean, so I like how they initially start with this is before he's quote unquote bad. Yeah, before he's this this man who's crossed over and is just 
a mob boss. Well, he's just a criminal. He's a yeah. bad person. He kills people. But he robs is, people. This is what we all wanted to see is how did he get to this? How point? did he get there? There are flashbacks in The Sopranos. There is, I mean, it's all talk of his family growing yeah. up and his sister is in the mix and what happened there. So, yeah. So, you're going to have also, so Johnny Boy is in this, which is, you know, uh, Tony's dad. Not uh, Johnny Cakes. Not Johnny Cakes. Johnny no, Johnny Cakes <laughs> is somewhere up in uh, uh, Vermont. Um, no, so you have Johnny Boy. Uh, you're also going to have uh, Junior is going to, so you're going to see a, like a, a junior. A who young we, junior. A yeah. young junior, who I think we all loved, even in the flashback scenes where uh, they would portray Junior. I think we all loved just the flashback Junior as much as... Junior was awful in such a sweet way. Like, I just felt bad for him. I almost felt like he didn't know how bad he was. He, he was a man... Who lived by a dying code. That yeah. was the problem, was he was a man with a different set, and he had set so many things aside from family and yeah. life for this life, and he couldn't comprehend these new guys. And, yes, you'd see him make cold. I mean, he did, you know, cahoot with his sister-in-law to whack his nephew. So that's yeah. that's about as cold-hearted as you get. He is pretty cold-hearted. You know, so, okay, I'll help kill your son, Yeah, my nephew, no problem. No, I'm very excited about this, and we've already decided that because it's in theaters and it's on HBO Max, we said, oh, we're, we're in, like Flynn, on that, no problem. And then before he could even say it, I looked at Pat and I said, here's what we're going to do. We are going to make a huge Italian dinner at home, and we're going to watch it on HBO Max in our living room. Because we watched the finale of The Sopranos when we lived in Seattle, and I wasn't watching the show at that point. You weren't, yeah. I was the hardcore Sopranos guy. But I knew you watched it every week, so I wasn't going to... I'm like, that's his show. And... I could tell what a big deal the finale was to you. And I remember we went shopping that day for, like, chicken parmesan. And oh, Pat, it was great. Pat made this huge dinner. And we I sat down and watched the finale, too. And then I, I've watched it, I think, two or three times since then. And we're going to watch it and again. And then I it. watched it. Uh, it was West Coast because we were in Seattle. So yeah. I watched it West Coast, immediately had a phone call with my best friend about it, and then watched, because this is, again, it's before all the apps and on demand, um, I watched the uh, East Coast feed because they oh, ran yeah. it again on, like, HBO East because you wanted to see the ending again. You're like, oh, my God, what happened? But, yeah, when we – now, again, I said the Sopranos movie, that, right? This is how this whole thing is being yeah. built. We don't want to watch it in a movie Listen, theater. if I can't have a plate of lasagna in front of me and talk – to the person next to me about it because this is such, I mean, this isn't the first time. I mean, it's the first time we're seeing it, but this is such a story yeah. we are all so involved with already. Like, I, I don't think the theater is a good idea for this one. <laughs> See, like, because that's the funny part is that it immediately went from we had all for so long said the movie. It's finally yeah. going to make it to the big screen. And now the way we just absorb things is different. And I really got to thinking about it. One. Why would you want to see it in a movie theater? It was never a movie. No. It was a television and That's show. what I said. I'm like, that right? would feel weird. Yeah. Secondly, it's like, you know, it, it's lived and died on HBO on the Sundays. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, it, it was. It's October 1st to Sunday. Oh, my God. It would be pretty cool if it was. I'd I'll find out. Oh, if they, if they planned that, that'd be amazing. So now, for those of you who are yelling at us, you're screaming at your speaker saying, no, I want the popcorn. I want to watch. The and Saints of Newark come out on the big screen. I feel you on that because I do love going to the movies still. That's fine. Um, you will be able to. So it is doing like a lot of films these days. Uh, it'll open on theaters October 1st. 
and then it streams uh, that same day for 31 days on HBO Max. This is very the same thing that they did with The Heights or with Mortal Kombat. Is they do we have to pay for it for HBO Max? No, do we have to pay for it? On no, HBO no, 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 no. It's it's part oh, no. of your well, your your HBO. But Max. I'm legitimately asking because you know a lot of these movies when you, when they pop up in theaters, you automatically assume. If I want to see it when it comes out, I'm going to have to pay for it. Yeah. So when it says it's on HBO Max, I just assume they're going to be like, rent it for $12 yeah, that, for 24 yeah. hours. And I would still, but I, I just get so confused. Like the other night we watched um, False Positive, the new movie with Alana Glazer and Pierce Brosnan on Hulu. Hulu, yeah. And I was fully expecting to pull it up and have to cough up like 10 bucks, and we didn't. So it's, it's all just very confusing. Yeah, no, that is because there are um, services like Disney+. Plus. They do uh, what they call premiere access. So they're doing that right now with Cruella, where it is available to Disney+. Plus streamers that you have to pay for it but it's an additional cost yeah hbo max is all in they have cut i mean they they already have the big deal with um with marvel so all these marvel movies and these dc movies are going to end up coming there and living there first for a little bit uh but yeah hbo max is um gonna have and boy talk about a way to drive up subscribers because not only oh yeah um are people gonna want to i mean see the movie, but they may want to go back in and binge every single episode of the show. Absolutely, which we have already decided we're going to do as it, get clo- as it gets closer. Do like one a night till we get up yeah. to it? I mean, HBO Max is on point with that. They did the Friends reunion just a few weeks ago, and I literally said to Pat, if we don't have HBO Max, we'd better get it before the Friends reunion, and that's what people are going to do with this, this movie. Um, also featured in it for fans, you will get to see younger versions of Polly Walnuts. Oh, I love it. Of Silvio, and I will say, Still. looking at, you know, because they have now that we have the trailer and there's stills out and there's some you know comparisons. I don't know how you cast this movie. Like, do you do you look at the Sopranos cast photos and then go, okay, who are younger actors that we yeah. think may believe to look like them? You have to. I mean, obviously with Michael Gandolfini, you hit it out of the park because yeah, that looks just like it's yeah. dad. But everyone else, when you're looking for a young Pauly, a young Sill. You know, how do you look? But the actors that they got, I mean... It works. I saw the side-by-sides. I think it's going to work. I'm curious because you don't hear Tony talk a lot in the trailer. I think he has like one, maybe two lines. His first line is, what'd you say? Yeah, because someone calls him like a jerk-off or something. Yeah, and you're just waiting to hear him because it's freaking Tony Soprano. But I'm wondering, and I I should probably go back and watch his Instagram videos to see, did he have to fake the lisp? Because he's, he has the lisp, and when he says, what did you say? Just and Tony had a lisp. So I'm like, did he have to fake that? Or, like, I'm super curious about I don't that. Know. But, I mean, he, I'm, I'm clearly very excited about it. <laughs> oh, my God! Best part of the entire trailer? Say it. You know what it was. Yeah, the song. The fucking song. Oh, yeah. Okay? They played the song. I got real excited when Satriali's <laughs> popped up. I'm like, oh, shit, guys. It's, it's all of our old all of our, our old, old friends. friends. <laughs> oh, that's what we call them. Our uh, TV friends. Our TV friends. So, yeah, we're literally not going to the theaters. We're making a big Italian dinner. The same way we kind of sent off the series is the same way we're going to welcome the I, new one back in. I think we should do it like a, like a charcuterie board. Or a shark coochie board. Okay, thank you. That. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, a shark coochie board. Hold you on. Have, you have a table in front of you, and then we'll just have Italian food all over it, and you oh, just I like take that. a fork and start that's going a, at that's it. It's a smorgasbord, by the oh, way. Oh, sure. Please, thank you. I'm Eastern Not European. Not shark coochie. <laughs> no. We, 
Smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Smor- I need to gabagool. Actually, I feel like none gabagool. of this, none of this is actually in line with like what what Italians would make. We're talking no. about smorgasbords. She's talking about shark coochie. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> they would want the gabagool. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.